Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show, the best show on the internet. I'm Andy, and today I am taking you on to a journey into r slash entitled parents. So grab your tea, grab your popcorn, and come with me as we dive in with our first story from you slash Corto Prince. I just wanted to be a kid. My mum's immigrant guilt ruined my childhood. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. My mum and I immigrated to the US in 1997. She met my stepdad through an international dating service. My life in America was never hard, so to speak. My mum always told me and my sister growing up that times were tough. As a kid, I never knew what that meant. My childhood was filled with the word, no. As a kid, you're going to want toys and go do things with friends. My mum always said no. And if I asked my stepdad, all he would say was, go ask your mum, which always led to, uh, no. Now I'll say this, I was never starved, I was given what I was needing growing up, but it was always bottom of the barrel. I remember I asked my mum for a pair of Nikes once, and I really mean once. They were $65.99 and my mum looked at me and said, You're so greedy. You're so ungrateful for what you have. Your family back home could never afford nice shoes like that. Don't ever ask me for shoes like that again. Until I got my first job, I wore Walmart and Kmart. My mum had it drilled into my head that asking for things that any kid would ask for was wrong. That the family back home had it so bad and I would be doing them an injustice for having clothes or toys or video games when they couldn't. A side note that's important, when I came to America initially, my mum and stepdad did not want me to start school a year late, so I brain-dumped Spanish and learned English. It was not until last year, 2022, that I really started taking initiative to learn Spanish. Also, a side note about my parents, they have separate bank accounts. My stepdad claims that his money is his and my mum's money is hers. This will become relevant. Also, my mum would never pay for a ticket for me to visit our home country because she said it was too expensive and I didn't speak Spanish anyway. I got to the point where I was pretty fluent in conversational Spanish. My original plan was to surprise my mum that I practiced by getting in touch with family members back in our home country. I was talking to one of my cousins and I asked her how her day was. She said it was okay, but she was waiting for the wire from my mum. At first, I thought... That was some sort of slang that I was not familiar with, so I asked her to clarify what she meant. She tells me that they was waiting for my mum to send $800 down to them and that they were waiting at a Western Union for her moneygram to come in. At first, I'm thinking something is wrong. I offer to help. My cousin says, no, your mum does this every month. I asked again if something was wrong. My cousin said, no. So then I asked how long my mum had been doing this. She said since 1999. I asked her, is it always $800? My cousin explained that every month is a little different, but it's always been $600 a month. I said, all right, and called my mum. I told her that our cousin told me about the money you've been sending down there every month since 1999. She said, yeah, it's for your grandmother's medicine. I called her out. No, it's not. 
you send them money because you feel guilty about living in America and they can't. So you send them money every month and they spend it on the same things you've told me I wasn't allowed to because I was greedy. I told her that during that conversation I asked my cousin what type of clothes and shoes they wear. They said all the brand names that I was never allowed to look at. They took vacations on my mum's dime to Brazil, Peru and Puerto Rico. While I missed every single school field trip that required money. I got a job at 14 so I could help with groceries and buy my own clothes because I felt that I was costing my mum too much money. I explained that according to them she would send at least 600 bucks a month down there. That would mean she'd spent over 170k. I told her she could have helped me and my sister get through college, but instead, we had to take the student loan route. I asked her this question. Is the reason you never bought me and my sister tickets to go visit was because you didn't want us to see the truth? Her reply, I brought you to America. You had it better than all of them. You're just ungrateful. I said, no, I just don't feel guilty about being here. If they really wanted to come here, they should have used the 170k you sent them. If you've made it this far, you might be wondering where my stepdad is in all this. His belief is if the conversation is about money, then it's not his problem. It was never about the clothes or shoes. I just felt betrayed because I wanted to experience what other kids around me experienced. Not everything, but something. As a kid, I was made to feel terrible for wanting anything because I supposedly had it better. I handed my mum my paycheck for years, thinking times were just too tough, just to find out I had nothing to feel guilty about. I felt like my childhood was taken away from me because I wanted all the things a normal kid asked for. Our next story is from Long Lost Neverland. Mother lets kids crawl over our table and ruin our date. So, me and my boyfriend went out for the day and we went for a nice long walk, had ice cream and then decided we would go to a nice pub around the corner for some lunch. We got there and it was busy. Loads of kids were there. So, we got a table around the corner where it was empty. We ordered our food and all of a sudden, some random kid came around the corner and comes over to us and started trying to climb on me, which I told him no. Then he started crawling under our table and all over our feet. I was like, what the hell? Expecting someone to collect him, which they didn't. I just kept seeing some random woman peering round the corner. Anyway, our food came and this kid got a chair, pulled it to our table and started trying to put his creepy hands on our plates to grab at our food and crying when I told him no. He then started shaking the table, knocking my drink over. So I got annoyed and asked the bar who the parents were. Turned out it was the woman who kept looking around the corner, so she knew he was bothering us. So I went over there and told her to get him. Said he was ruining our food. Said she needs to buy him some food because he's bloody hungry. And she said, I was a selfish bitch for not giving a child food. Her child. How is that my responsibility? Anyway, she came and got him, muttered something under her breath and walked away only for the little horror to return seconds later trying to climb on us again. I had enough and said I wanted to leave and just go home. And as we were leaving, the kid's mother waved to us and said, Bye, see you soon. What the fuck? We're a young childless couple trying to enjoy our child-free life. I really don't need someone else's kid ruining my day. What's the point of taking him out if she doesn't look after him? 
Okay, there's a really easy way to handle this. When you find rogue children that are being neglected by their parents, you give them ice cream, espresso, and tell them their mum promised to buy them a puppy on the way home. Simple solution. Works every time. Next story is from Chicken Dog Eater. My mum thinks she can control every aspect of my life, and she still thinks I'm going to stick around after I turn 18. So, my mum, 52, female, thinks she can control me, 17, male, and every aspect of my life. So, for some context, I'm the middle child. I have two brothers, 18 and 12. Both my dad, 55, and my mum don't work and they just get money from my rich grandparents. My dad overall is pretty chill, lets me do whatever and doesn't really give a fuck most of the time. But my mum, on the other hand has a few screws loose. For the last 10-ish years of my life, my mum has been an overbearing parent, always concerned about my grades. I do fine in school, mostly A's and the occasional B. Not letting me hang out with friends on weekdays, always going through my phone and texts and just stuff like that. My mum gave me a phone but limits my screen time to 30 minutes for everything a day, so yeah, not much. I'm currently writing this Reddit post from a phone I bought off a classmate that my parents don't know about. Since I was young, like around 8 years old, any time I would make a small mistake such as forget to take out the garbage, my mum would blow up and yell for hours at me. Sometimes it would even last multiple days, and after she's done yelling, She uses anything that I find joy in as punishment. Here are some examples of the punishment she has used in the past. She doesn't let me play video games. I'm not allowed to game almost 90% of the year. Doesn't let me go out with friends on weekdays. Doesn't make me food. I have to walk to the store, use my own money to buy and cook food. Makes me sleep on the floor, usually when I forget to make my bed. When I'm currently not allowed to play video games and before I got this secret phone, I would read a lot and she wouldn't let me read. And I would just sit and not be allowed to do anything, pretty much bored to death. Those are the ones I can remember off the top of my head, so there's probably a lot more. My brother, 18, made the mistake of telling my mum that he has a girlfriend when he was 15. Because since then, she goes through his text messages every day and also doesn't let him see her as part of his punishment. So, when I started dating this girl around a year ago, I did not make the same mistake as my brother. For me to hang out with my friends or girlfriend on weekdays, I told my mum I joined a school club. She thinks I'm in, like, three different clubs. I just show up to the clubs. I'm kind of friends with the club president. I show up for the club photo day and that's pretty much it. Get on the email list to prove to my mum that I'm in the club. My girlfriend's parents know about my situation and are very supportive. A couple of times my mum has kicked me out. My girlfriend's family always takes me in and makes me feel welcomed. I have already got some plans regarding my exit strategy. I already have a bank account my mum doesn't know about because my current one she has access to. I've also talked to my grandparents and they said they will pay for my university and all expenses while I'm a student. And the moment I turned 18, my girlfriend's parents said I can stay with them for a couple of months between my birthday and the start of college. Our next one is in from... Entitled mother-in-law fully expects to receive a car when decades divorced father-in-law passes away. 
true terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events, on our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. Long story short, my father-in-law and ex-mother-in-law have been divorced for like 20 to 25 years. She left him because she thought she could do better, but then he met someone else and he was very happy with, and she hasn't. So there's a lot of bitterness there. A summary of ex-mother-in-law. She lives like the world owes her something does not live within her means and also never takes responsibility for her terrible financial choices, refuses to set up a budget for herself because it's just too depressing. Every few months she manages to guilt her mother or my husband's brother and one time my father-in-law into giving her cash to get out of some debt and the cycle starts over. My husband has shiny spine though. We have our own family with our little girl as dependents. We can't support her too. So today was our girl's fifth birthday, which they both attended. At one point, all the kids and parents were out of the party room and it was just my husband, ex-mother-in-law and father-in-law. And father-in-law was telling my husband about how his final affairs are set up and what he and his brother should expect in inheritance. And since he lives locally to us and not my husband's brother, he says, and you'll get my car then, to which ex-mother-in-law chimes in, If you're going to get his car... To which my husband didn't respond. Discussing later with my husband, we're on the same page, that what she means is really she wants husband's sedan, not father-in-law's SUV, and expects us to take the SUV and for her to receive husband's current car for free at such time that father-in-law passes away. 
If you're like me, you may well be thinking something like, why the hell is father-in-law discussing his financial assets and inheritance in front of mother-in-law? Especially since it would be my husband who would be dealing with the awkwardness when we inevitably tell her, uh, no, we're going to be keeping the car we have, selling the father-in-laws and putting the money in the girl's college fund. But I think father-in-law is just vindictive enough to posthumously stick it to her by putting her through the hope and then disappointment when she doesn't get something she'll have rationalized that she deserves, knowing full well we're not giving her a whole-ass free car. Alright, one more story from Nimu the Phoenix. Entitled neighbor berates me for exposing my body to her grandson. I am simultaneously baffled and weirded out by a call I just received from my neighbor. Her son and his family are visiting for the week. I know for a fact she is one of those people who looks over the fence at what we're doing and sends countless messages berating us for letting weeds grow in our property. I received a call from her furious at me for walking around naked in my garden where her grandson could see me from her upstairs balcony. She screamed at me for 10 straight minutes without giving me a chance to get a word in edgewise. I asked her when this was, as I have never, not once, gone outside the door without any clothes on. Apparently, she saw me hanging up the washing in my gym clothes, a sports bra and short pants, and assumed I was wearing underwear. Now, I admit I am not a small girl, but I am working on feeling positive about myself and therefore started wearing clothes that make me feel good. She demanded that I never wear such vulgar clothing again, or she would report me to the police for public indecency. I just started laughing and ended the call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.